0: You're listening to season three of the Punk Theology Podcast.
1: This is only a test. That's right.
2: You're listening to the Punk Theology Podcast. I'm Russ Shaw, your host. Season three kicking off today. Hey, hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribe to the punk theology podcast as not to miss a show you don't have to listen to these in order by the way just start here right hit subscribe ah thanks thanks that's good so yeah we kick off the new season today starts out kind of rough though (laughs) i'm not gonna lie the website punktheology.com hey come check out our facebook group Punk Theology Pub, if you Facebook.
0: This is one party that
3: just
1: has to turn out right. Well, the purpose of a party is to have fun together. Can't you feel? Can't you feel? That's who we are! Don't let your heart get hardened into stuff. Or lose yourself in looking at your phone So many so-called friends And still you feel alone You should spend more time with the do's than with the don'ts Life hurts
2: It Sorry, it's recording. Then this is season three. Welcome <laughs> to season three.
4: <laughs> this is the. Uh, oh, this is
2: so fucking rough. This is
3: key <laughs> I kind of miss it. I kind of miss it. This feels good. Yeah, to yeah. Get back into the shit.
5: That's
2: right. Like literally, we're kicking off the uh, new season. Okay, episode right, right, right. episode yeah,
5: one. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have an idea. Get back. In All right. Since we're gonna kick off season. Why are you talking? Yep. Chuck's <laughs> <talks> here. here. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have an
5: idea. Yeah. I, uh, I posed a question last week when. There was only three of us so like <laughs> <six here>. Okay. <laughs> and I would like to test said question.
2: Okay. Cool. Test it. <laughs> this is the silence test. When will Russ shut up?
1: Oh.
5: Yeah, okay. Okay. There
3: you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> for your listening pleasure. A little <laughs> Thanks silence. Thanks for that. It's a <laughs> moment of <laughs> silence. That was the <laughs> definition of awkward silence. <laughs> 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 the gang's <laughs> all here. All How
2: did you feel awkward? <laughs> I did not feel awkward.
5: No. Did you? Yeah,
4: a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I did. did you? Yeah, a little. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaning into my uncomfortableness. Did you feel awkward? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I felt like I had to fill the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking broadcaster. That's what I <laughs> don't do. not fill the
4: space. That's not why. <laughs> don't yeah, don't do okay. it.
2: Yeah, that's you, probably not why. You, 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 feel, you fill the space when there's
6: no re- nobody recording. That's <laughs> <laughs> true.
2: I'll sit there in my car alone and just talk.
6: to <laughs> Really? Myself. Do you really? No, I don't. That would have been a good topic. That's, <laughs> <always> what <laughs> talking. Talking. that's right. <laughs> that would have been
5: awesome.
6: Steve, how are you doing? I feel like I'm okay. still okay. it. denied after Steve, here,
2: John. John just got back from. From the Cajun. Yeah, I'm good. South.
3: I'm good. It was good. It was good. Yeah,
4: it Do you have a slow. hurricane?
3: <laughs> no, there were thunderstorms. It's June. Hurricane's in June. Isn't
4: that the
3: drink? This is the end of... No, the
4: hurricane season now. Is drink in there too? Yeah, it's a yeah. shitty malt liquor. Is it?
2: Mm-hmm. Making you it? fucked up. <clears throat> so the topic is uh, on how honesty kind of sucks. Like, everyone... Honesty is the best policy, but... <laughs>
3: is it? Yep. <laughs> Chuck, you're not supposed to say anything. Oh, yeah. You are in the space.
4: <laughs> fill in the space.
3: It's
5: a short episode. Sorry, guys. I answered the question.
3: Boy, <laughs> we have nothing so far. God,
5: it's uh, horrible. <laughs> We're in season three. Starts oh, just like yeah. season two ended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Commence reboot of the show. And a successful party needs planning and skill.
0: Stand by. Rebooting the show.
1: Jesus.
0: And Stand by rebooting the show.
3: Reboot of the show is
1: underway. Please stand by.
3: Reboot of the show complete. Reboot of the show complete. The show has been rebooted. John Bale. I like what you said. John.
2: John John's a funk. He's, uh, he's out. So, he was here. Did you record? Did you it's record recording, recording, yeah. Right. We're, we're recording. Well,
3: that leads us to the name of the topic. Okay, that's, that's right. That's something I would do.
6: Just leave? Just, just get up That's literally never happened. No. Actually, it happens every night. <laughs> a little before the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I didn't say, so. Okay. say, say so. so. i don't just get up
3: and walk So John got up and left. It happens. Yeah, just, that brings us to the topic of the show, which is, I'm better and everything is worse. <laughs> I like it. Or or,
2: I'm worse and yeah, everything's not Are we better. Out? Yeah, no. the same difference. Everything's yeah. worse. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it also goes to I, honesty too,
3: dude.
6: <laughs> I do not want to be topic raped. Put your topic dick back in your pants. <laughs> we can get to Holy it. Holy fuck! Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to call this, it,
3: Ross.
4: You're forcing I'm it. We're it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were going to talk about honesty tonight,
2: but, but honestly, but, we don't. But do. that's,
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, we're not
2: really <laughs> focused on a topic. We, are, we didn't working. think this through, obviously. <laughs>
5: do we, 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 we have, might no have been plan to say about that earlier?
2: That's what—that's what's <laughs> punk about us, I suppose. Just as <laughs> we
4: just regressed. All right, <laughs> first word. All right, get it.
0: Commence reboot of the show. No
1: one told you that was going to be this way.
0: Reboot of the
3: show is underway. Please stand by. Rebooting the show.
1: Just let your love flow like a mountain stream and let your love grow with the smallest
4: Topic a show
3: complete. The show
2: has been rebooted. We'll do it quick, quick. It's a season kickoff,
3: and the topic is, "I'm better and everything is worse," which yeah. is the. the theme of everybody in this room. Hmm. Uh, John's not here tonight. It's just the five of us. Yeah. Um, we've been meeting a couple of times, uh, not recording, and the general theme in the group tends to be that everything is really shitty. So I don't think we're going to go into a lot of details of why everything is shitty. Um, uh, But yeah, Russ had asked us all to kind of, we wanted to do an episode where we kind of talked about where we were since we started this. And I think for me, uh, I've seen a lot of pragmatic, practical progress. Things that used to trigger me and bother me don't as much. I think I'm a better husband, I think I'm a better father. Um, uh, a lot of stuff that I've been carrying around for a long time feels like it's loosened a little bit, but at the same time I think I'm more miserable than, I've, than I'm have way more miserable than when I started this. Um, <clears throat> I think I spent a huge amount of time dissociating uh, when I first started this and it's lessened a little bit and that makes life way more painful and uh, feeling stuff yeah and when i started therapy i was under the impression that i would learn how to stop dissociating but that i would have control over it and not that the dissociation would go away and it just wouldn't be there anymore when i needed it so now uh when i'm just stuck in a miserable spot that those classic associations that I used to run to just don't do it anymore. Right. And uh, it's really miserable. Uh, yeah, and I've been thinking a lot about John because John mentioned when he started doing EMDR uh, how painful it was. And I remember not having a lot of sympathy for him at the time. I was like, yeah, how bad can it be? And more recently, especially last month, I've been in a lot of time of I was like, oh, I should probably apologize to John <laughs> Because <laughs> this is really terrible, uh, like really, really, really difficult. Um, yeah, EMDR and the IFS stuff that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's it feels like getting dental work without anesthesia. It really sucks. And uh, I think a lot of the other people in the group are in similar spots. Um, what about you, Russ? Does that sound familiar? Or
2: Yeah, familiar? yeah, you know, it's, it is, it's the, the onion being unpeeled, you know, for me, and this summer's been horrible, just the financial tragedies as a guy who drives for a living and thought I could pull off, you know, keep driving my own vehicles and make a living at it, but... But not just that, but my reaction to it. It's funny how this would have crushed me a few years ago. Like I would have been into breakdown mode. And I'm handling it well. But at the same time, it sucks. And I fucking, I, I cry. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm a dude. I'm a 51-year-old guy. And, it, and my wife is like, you know, it feels better, doesn't it? Like yeah, but I don't wanna. I don't wanna go there. I don't wanna go there to where I'm brought to fucking tears because I can't pay my fucking bills. Like that sucks. Um, and I, but I used to. I used to just be the man and try and handle everything, and I thought I did, and I thought I was. Um, but I think I was just delaying, delaying the pain.
4: You know.
3: I have a thing in me, that I think I've been addressing in therapy, but that wants other people to be excited about the same type of process that I'm going in. I think it's probably leftover from evangelicalism, right? Like, this is definitely working for me. Like revival. And it should work for you just as well. And you should come and do it. And, and, and it's wonderful. And it's great in here. Like, come inside. It's, yeah, this will fix all your problems. And this is a weird time for me in that... I think what I'm doing is working, and when people ask, like, "Do you think I should do it?" a lot of times I'm like, "No, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, I, 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 yeah, I cannot recommend this. (laughs) This is working, but this might kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Uh, My therapist has been bringing up a lot in her work. She talks a lot about capacity and will, which is if you, you have to have both of those for therapy to work." You Uh, have to have the capacity and you have to have the will and if one of those is missing you can't do the work. It just doesn't it doesn't happen and a lot of people I meet may have the will but they're not in a place in their life where they can handle everything around them crashing to the floor uh, or uh, or you know or if you present them with the possibility that like there's a good shot that that you're just going to be a blubbering pile of muck on the floor (laughs) for months, maybe years, Uh, uh, the will disappears. uh, Uh, And sometimes I'm question, like, why do I have a capacity in will? Like, is that a mental illness on my part? Like, is that, like, yeah, is that like a masochism
2: thing? The thing about capacity though that's interesting, because I think I might, I don't know if I disagree as much as it's that idea when the pain gets so great that you're not gonna stay there anymore, and that the change is either inevitable or, you know, you, you go nuts or you, you you buy a Corvette and divorce your wife and go into a midlife crisis or something I don't know, but the, but it seems like that the capacity I think I've seen people, I've seen people change and are just fucked just just you wouldn't think to have the strength to do yeah. it.
3: What do you think, how do you define capacity? What's the side conversation? Midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. I wasn't listening, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How do I define (laughs) capacity? Yeah. Um,
3: What do you think, when I say capacity, what do you think of?
2: Endurance. I think endurance. Can (laughs) you endure this? I
6: don't think that's capacity.
3: Yeah, I think that's more will. Mm -hmm. I think capacity is more of a pragmatic thing. Like, do you have the time, do you have kind of a structure around you? Yeah, that's true, too. Like, is your life, if you do this and, and stuff goes sideways, which it will, like, do you have a safety net to catch some of that shit? Uh, I used
2: money as an excuse for a long time, and then somebody finally said, no, there's, there's free service out there if you look for it, and, and if you're diligent.
3: Probably start and check. then I found it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I think it starts with will, and then if you have the will, you can find the capacity. But if... I think you do have to have both. If you start with just will and you haven't done any work to find the capacity to do it, I think you're going to end up in a really bad spot. So you have, you do have to do both. Mm-hmm. And you have to do your research, and you have to look around, and you have to figure out how you're going to fucking pay for all this shit, how you're going to find the time to do it, um, if... The relationships you're in can actually on the stress of doing that. Like it's a lot of work, and, mm. and it's and it kind of makes me a little bit depressed thinking about it sometimes. Because again, I want everybody to have access to this, mm. and the more I understand, like this is actually working, and then looking around at some of the people in my life, I'm like, yeah, I don't, but I don't think you should do it. Mm. Like, but they're not ready. Yeah, what if they're just not ready? I know, but I hate that idea. Right? I hate the idea that that and. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they, like they may never be ready. There's actually a really good chance that they'll never be ready. Uh, Why do you hate that? Know what? That they
6: may never be ready? Or that they're not. Um, I mean, never is projecting into the future. That's true. I don't know that. But that's the true. The fact that they're not ready now, <laughs> you responded to that first.
3: Yeah. I think... Because <clears throat> if I asked them... Like, are you willing to give up your marriage on this? They'd probably say, Oh hell no. And I'd look at them and be like, Well, there's a good chance shit will go sideways. Or, uh, are you ready to give up your job? I know. Like, well, there's a good chance that shit's that's shit's going risk. sideways. That's a risk Yeah, that's a that's that's a real risk. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about anybody in this group, by the way. Um, All right. I'm just thinking about, you know, some people I work with um, a couple people in particular really need help, and there's just no way that they would be able to handle the intensity of what I'm doing. And I feel like, yeah, like like it might fucking break them. Like that's that feels like a that feels like a real risk with this therapy I'm in. Mean. Is it's that going to break you? Sometimes, yeah. Like I genuinely will wake up at three in the morning and be like, I am definitely doing long-term permanent damage to myself and this is a fucking mistake and my therapist does not know what she's talking about <laughs> and and this is all make-believe and and this is a total mess and i have absolutely no certainty or guarantee that this is going to turn in a positive way at all yeah. uh that happens a lot
2: yeah
3: and then i and then i have a thought of well maybe i should just quit and then i'm like yeah, but there's a good chance I'll just be half-birthed. Like, I can't, right? <laughs> half like, <birthed>. I'm <laughs> going to be fucking stuck, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I can't go back.
4: Stuck in the birth.
3: I can't go backwards, so I'll just be stuck here. The toothpaste and, is half out of the tooth. Yeah, and I'm not willing to, to do that, so, you know, I feel like I'm, yeah, stuck going forward. But I really miss being able to dissociate. <clears throat> I do.
4: Yeah.
3: I was a, not... A, so, As good of a father, I was not good of a husband. But when I'm in fucking misery, I don't care. I want to be able to dissociate again. Yeah. Turn up the. Numbers. I want to turn that shit off. Yeah. And the button's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had a long talk with Wednesday about that. I was just furious with her because she, she has the lever on a lot of that shit and she won't give it to me. Mm-hmm. And it got really dark really fast. And yeah. So I'm just scared a lot. Mm. Like I used to have a lot of confidence and faith that there was a light at the end, and this would all turn out, and all things work together for good for those who love God and all that stuff, and and it, being in a spot where it's like this really could not this this could turn out very poorly, like just a couple little tweaks here and there. Like I feel like I'm right walking a tightrope sometimes.
2: All right, but is that Wednesday doing that?
3: Part of it. No. But Wednesday's. We're all trying to keep ourselves on the tightrope. That's been the one really nice revelation in all this anxiety and misery is I really want to live. There's <laughs> yeah. like, there's definitely no question. Like, every single part of me inside of me wants to live. Uh, I was reading a lot about, again, about IFS, Internal Family Systems. Um, and a lot of them have one or many little kids inside of them that really want to die. And they're just constantly screaming like, like will you just kill us please and it's kind of nice to not have that like I, I genuinely don't have one that wants to die. I have a lot of them that make me really miserable yeah but nobody wants to die um, my hypochondria lately has been off the charts it's been super bad uh, again all yeah. I'm so I'm in so much emotional pain that I'll wake up at three in the morning and be like I have cancer for sure and start you know grab to the phone start looking for a diagnosis. Or like I'm having a heart attack right now. I can feel it. Like this is has to be what a heart attack feels like, and mm. and I've been to the doctor and and I'm fine. It's this is just I'm that miserable that I think I'm dying, and it's like my body telling me that like you're dying, um, and and so I'm dealing with that constantly. The hypochondria f- through that. Uh, it's not very fun. Oh, geez. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of progress on a lot of things that I wanted to see progress on but I, right now it feels like things are a whole lot worse yeah. than they were two years ago yeah
4: are they, for me, it's, are they worse because you're more aware of them? that's a big part of it yeah, I think and that's I, for me and I can't escape it no you can't unsee it yeah. no, no, no because I started feeling, actually feeling life about 10 years ago. And now I'm at the point where I'm starting to look at why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What is that? And that is, that's for me the worst. I, it was bad enough to start feeling, but now to begin to see why I'm feeling what I'm feeling? Yeah. That for me is the worst. I am better because I am feeling. And like I said, I'm a better dad, I'm a better husband. But sometimes I wish I didn't feel. Just to the superpower... Yeah,
3: no. It's really nice. I was talking to my brother-in-law recently about how about this and how good I am at dissociating, and he had genuine envy. He's like, I can't do it. I have to use like a substance or something to dissociate. I'm just really bad at it. And he's cleaned himself up, but he's just his life is a huge struggle because he and he, cause he just doesn't have that easy lover. Uh, And I was always able to do it. I look at my siblings the same way. Um, I think we all dissociate slightly different, but I'm much better at it in a lot of ways than they were. So they had to sit there and feel everything. And I just got to go to my happy place and ignore everybody, Uh, which was really great for a long time until I realized I didn't know how to turn it off. And then I figured out how to turn it off, and now I want to turn it back on again.
6: You got remote bro uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the yep, everything's um, okay. Well
2: that's some of the I have conversations with people and people think I have some kind of wisdom and it's weird because basically what I say that that I that I even trust in my own fucking advice is to live out in the light, right? That's something that's... It's the most unquoted part of scripture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep my flaws in the light.
3: Well, pastors tell other people to step into the light.
2: Yeah, yeah, but no one's... But they're not Just doing themselves. it. No yeah, one's doing right. it, yeah. And it's, it's, it's exhausting. But that, that's scary. I think it's what you're touching on, Derek, is that's the scary part, is stepping out into the light. If people actually do it, you know, what scary monsters are are under there. But I think that everyone is going to get to a point at some point where you just can't keep that shit, you can't keep a cap on it anymore.
5: Yes, you can.
2: (laughs) I don't know, man. When I met you, I saw a guy who was a lot like me, and you were at a place where, you know, i got to deal with this shit or I'm going to fucking die. Like, you and I were of similar stories, and... The drug abuse and all that shit I, I like what you said about living like you really want to live some part of me I had to get there I had to do some work to get to there to where I wanted to live I think my ego wanted to live just cause it wanted to find something to fuck or eat or, or smoke you know but to really live that's, that's the hard part, right? After you peel the layers off the onion...
5: What are you left with?
2: I think you're left with... Nothing, there's nothing inside, inside. the center of the onion. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: but I think the deeper you go in the layers, I think that there's... you're not satisfied with shitty things that don't satisfy anyway, long-term.
6: You have to do that center seed part that nobody wants to eat. Yeah. Even that's still in layers,
5: though. It's the last layer.
2: Uh-huh. You could garnish it on top of the burger, I suppose. It's yeah. a huge
3: onion. You can't get there. Uh, it's a good thing we're trying. Why try? Yeah. That's a really good question,
5: Chuck. Why are you trying? I don't necessarily know that I'm trying to get to the bottom of the onion. I think I'm trying to figure out what the onion is. Like, I'm just curious on... You, know, you, you talked about disassociating and... I do it really, really, really well, and I kind of know why I do it, because I don't want to feel. That's fine. <clears throat> but I'm more interested to know of like the different parts that I have, and who they are, and how they interact with each other, and I used to be curious on why they existed, and I'm not so much there anymore. Because they exist for a really bad fucking shitty situation. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just curious on why, what the onion really is, instead of peeling the layers off of it.
3: And I don't. I think the biggest thing I'm struggling with now is that question of, what if there's nothing in the bo- inside? What if it's totally hollow inside? Like, am I okay with the idea that? I'm doing all this work and there might not be a payoff.
5: Where do you sit with that question now? Uh,
3: right here, right now, this second. Yeah. It feels okay because I'm in a place where the glass feels half full. Mm-hmm. A week ago,
5: not so much. Not
3: so much. Yeah. Mm. Maybe this morning, a little, maybe closer to 50-50. It totally depends on the moment in the day. And uh, I do like the idea of being comfortable with the fact that there might not be a center. That feels powerful to me. And I don't know that it's powerful in a, in a uh, ultimately good way or healthy way. But I do like the idea of that. It's an idea that I'm attracted to.
6: Maybe the onion's a red herring.
3: A her- red herring, yeah. Do you have that any- would be cool. Do
5: you have any current ideas that you are totally not okay with?
3: I still think, sometimes think I actually do have cancer or a brain tumor. <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm really not happy about that idea. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like, I've had so many conversations with people where I tell them, like, my hypochondria diagnosis and they laugh at me. And I'm like, part of me really hopes that i do have cancer and you remember this conversation <laughs> yeah, how you laughed at me and i fucking died and i'm going to be miserable for the rest of life come to my funeral life. and everybody looks at you and says that's the guy who laughed at <laughs> Dirk's cancer diagnosis and then he fucking died of cancer
1: yeah
6: was it a guy nope. that laughed at you you don't have a cancer diagnosis to laugh at mm-hmm. yeah see uh, there you go <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing about the
2: shitty situation I'm in. Mean, so I have yeah. this, and the doctor said, or I'm gonna send you to a dermatologist. And I'm like, okay. So they sent me a referral to a dermatologist, and the dermatologist, the first one here in Everett, said no, they, they just said no. They just said, who's your, who's your healthcare provider? I go, well, it's Apple Health, which is the shitty state fucking healthcare. Like, no, sorry, we're not doing that. Well, can you tell me why, just no. So I, call it, I go down there and they say, well, we'll send you a letter and tell you when the next thing is. Going. And this is like she's actually concerned about this. And I can feel it. Like sometimes I can feel it on my arm. And it was just a sunspot before and now it's a thing. So I might have actually have fucking cancer. Speaking of fear, I was going to do a fear and a faith thing. But now I got totally distracted by my, my cancer. By cancer. So I, went, I called today. Today I called fucking Swedish. And Swedish said, my life might be guess what Swedish said? Yes. No. They said we don't take apple health either. They said if, you're, if we're your primary doctor, we'll take it, but you have to switch to us as your primary doctor, which you, is in Seattle.
3: You need to find way. out which doctor will train chickens.
2: I could just have one of you guys burn it off. Do you know why chickens? apples float? You can cut it off.
3: Why? They're witches. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ducks, too. Um, what did you say a second ago, Charm? about being worse than cancer? I might be better. That cancer might be better than where you're at right now. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Why is that? Because we're it's pretty shitty. <laughs> I I honestly think. What I'm, are the perks of cancer? Well, most people know what it is. You sure. don't have to explain what
6: you're you know I have leukemia. It's really measurable. Yeah. And it's very measurable. It's physical. Like you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And they can test for it. Yeah. The sympathy card is
3: just right there. Oh,
2: it's really
5: you
3: get to crazy. go to Disneyland. Yeah, even if you're 36 you get a haircut <laughs> like Russ. <laughs> yeah, you do get a Russ's haircut yeah. That's
5: right. Um, I think I save a I lot have on the Brothers. sympathy card though I mean the sympathy card would definitely be nice. Yeah, I mean you can get a lot of discounts on stuff.
3: There was a Movie mission. I just watched This is I think it was called a long came you and it was about a girl who's got terminal cancer And she just plays that card over and over yeah. and over and over again
5: I think for me though it's just better because people, people understand and know what it is. I don't have to explain it to them. Right. And I'm really tired of explaining what disassociating is. Yep. Because it's it so here. fucking different for everybody. But it's not.
6: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's hell. I, I uh, I had an emotional breakdown earlier this year and then a whole lot of my circumstances in my life changed for a lot of the worse. And I've spent a lot of time working through that. Circumstances aren't getting any better. Um, But other things have, so it's like a weird trade. I don't know how to describe it.
3: I think I wasn't ready for the trade. I think, no, that's not true. Parts
5: of me weren't ready for the trade. I I didn't think I knew what I was risking on the trade. You didn't think you knew? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I knew. Yeah, but then you were wrong. And then I was wrong. Yeah, that's
6: a terrible feeling. It's hard to enjoy the good parts. Because of the cost elsewhere. yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, a lot of the struggle, like... Yeah.
3: Almost. It just feels like you're treading water, and you did a lot of work to tre- yeah, a lot but, of water.
6: Yeah, Yeah, it... I don't know how to... I don't have a good analogy.
3: So, I've been doing more work on IFS with my therapist, and the other day, I have these six main selves that sit around, and this topic came up of, of you knew you were going to be miserable, and this other faceless, nameless entity showed up and was like what like it really didn't know and it had no idea that that we were this miserable we're going to be this miserable and it was really mad at everybody for the table that didn't know and didn't tell him uh felt really betrayed and uh yeah and he still feels that like like there's still this level of like oh fuck this was not like i really genuinely didn't expect this I didn't think it was going to happen like this. I didn't expect it would be this intense. Uh, uh, and I'm not okay with it. And I'm kind of pissed at everybody. For not telling me. For
5: not telling them. Yeah. Do you feel that, Chuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met a, a part of me today. In, so I had therapy today. And yeah, I met that part. Of me. And really, really fucking scared and pissed. and how old is he, or she? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't really it. So um, that was when we were talking earlier about the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came afterwards, and it was I think a defense mechanism for that part, um, and the, I, I didn't like it, and so I disassociated it again, which is weird, also. Um, <clears throat> and it used that to hide again. Like, it's always been kind of just hiding in the shadows. Like I did, and I didn't even know it existed. Um, so I don't know. I've been but that. it came or out of the shadow. The only reason I asked
4: is, I think I've got two six-year-old twins. I'm just realizing that there was a twin. Yeah. The wounded one and the angry defender. Yeah. So when there's pain, the angry one pops his head and just lashes out in defense. And he's, he's just, just trying to protect... The wounded six-year-old. That's, yeah. what my yeah. wife, that's what Wednesday is
3: for me. Mm-hmm. She's largely the protector. Right.
5: And she holds the nastiest cards. That's who Spaceman was for me. Yeah. A 13-year-old protector. Mm-hmm. Although I'm finding that he's actually a lot of fun. Because he doesn't, he doesn't hold that role anymore. Do your selves have selves? Yeah. Me too. It's weird.
6: Self disception It's confusing. Yeah,
3: self conception. <laughs> yeah,
6: I. Uh, I realized I had one. I let go of. When I left faith, it was the manager that was holding it all together for mm-hmm. so long, mm-hmm. and then. You exile the manager. Well, the manager was protecting the exile. I don't know if it's exiled or if it just died. I mean, like. I don't think it died. I don't think it It just has no role now. Or its role changed? I don't know. I haven't found. I just know that that was a big influence before. I wish I could exile managers. My manager. And so now it's like. But the thing is, I've spent five years, like, readjusting to the balance of the IFS structure. And that is the place where my exile came out and said, hey, I'm here. Can I talk now? Right. Yeah. My man- I was not ready for him to talk. That sucked. Mm. My
3: managers are terrified of being exiled. They get nastiest when they feel like they might. When I start to feel like I maybe don't need them anymore, that's when they really pull out the big guns.
6: I think I suffocated mine over the course they of like show seven years. They show you why they're needed. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, to get to you gotta the sneak firefighters to
3: burn shit down. <laughs> so sneak up on them.
2: The whole integration thing is is weird for me, and that's kind of where I'm at now. I think, although I'm being encouraged to go back to to counseling and, and therapy.
5: Yay,
2: and stuff. therapy! All uh, right, I'm just you know, a part of me just wants to be done. And yeah. even my therapist is like, you know what? I think you're done. At least for now. <laughs> For now,
5: right? Not, like, I don't know. And so. <laughs> Sometimes therapists are wrong. Yep. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, for those of you that do not know what we're talking about with IFS, read The Body Keeps the Score. Chapter. Chapter. Read chapter the end two. of The Body Keeps
6: the Score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find it spoiler roller. Start with. No, there's no spoilers. It's just, yeah. It's the first it's two thirds of it's like a long fucking history lesson and the last like third of it's all of the treatments that like the guy that wrote it found will work. You can yeah. just start with those and it mm-hmm. yeah, oh, prevents you from great. being depressed for the first two thirds of the book. It's like saying spoiler alert on an educational
3: video. <laughs> <laughs> you might learn something. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
1: Science. Science rules. What's wrong?
5: Spoiler alert. One plus one equals one. Uh, it's not a novel. Is it is and, not a novel. And Luke is the son of Darth Vader. <gasps> <gasps> of so, it, w- we're fuck, of, we can tell people to go fuck themselves if they don't know
2: Yeah. Some of what you were saying, Derek, though, have me go into a, a bit of dualism. And maybe it's my, my Christian upbringing. So, thinking out loud. Or white. Like the, the fear part that comes up. Like this, So, there's fear. What do you say? And then there's faith. When you were talking, just just the the energy of what if this doesn't work out mm-hmm. the, the therapy? What if it doesn't work out? Um, like that's fear, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just envisioning. It's always dualistic. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it, right? That's what that's where I'm going with this because faith is. It's said that faith is the opposite of fear, but then again, I don't think it's totally the opposite of fear either because I think certainty is the opposite of faith, not fear. Certainty, because certainty is sort of like the manager that steps in and says, no, I'm going to fucking handle this. So certainty, and as we shed our certainty, maybe that's part of the work or the hard work of, of therapy and getting becoming more whole. And I think that's where I'm going with with my journey, if I'm going to call it that, is that I finally see that I had these characters in my life. I didn't even know they existed like, I knew I had my past and all that shit, but I didn't know that there was a story gap, you know? Like, they use that in filmmaking and shit where you have a, you're have you telling a story and then they leave out a piece. And mm-hmm. that keeps Great your cognitive person. dissonance. Yeah, your dissonance is like, oh, well, what happened with that? And you're constantly thinking about that. But in my story, I had that missing piece, that story gap that I had to, to dig up and unearthed, which was horribly fucking painful. And I started remembering shit that I didn't remember. I had repressed memories that I started to fucking remember and then, and then my, these were repressed for a reason. I would have liked to have kept them repressed if that was... But it, but it, all in all, in the, in the long run I feel like it made me more whole. Like I'm more of a, a,
3: a whole individual now than I was. And I have those moments and then I have the moments where I wonder do I think that because I want to think that?
5: Which is better? Uh, they're both.
3: They're yeah. That's a really hard question. <laughs> no. It seems seems it sounded like a really easy question at first. I actually
5: sat and thought about it. Cause but, it's cause I don't have. I guess I, not that I don't have either of those. Mine is more of a. I' I learned that I make up shit to fill in the gaps and truly believe it.
3: I struggle with some of that too. A lot of like even having memories, actual memories of things that actually happened and being able to see it from three or four different perspectives in terms of what it actually meant. and that's no fun because it's you I know mean at one point I'm super pissed at my dad for something he did and then but then I'm like well maybe I just interpreted that wrong mm. or maybe this person that was with me that told the story back to me they, maybe they interpreted that wrong or yeah and and it's one of those things where any meaning that I want out of that memory is pretty accessible and that's kind of miserable and so I wanted to tie it back to certainty I think the thing I'm struggling with is the moments when I'm certain that there is no certainty. Because that's when things feel really fucking dark. Um, And it doesn't feel like there's any answers. And uh, and so then that's when I jump to fear because, well, maybe the worst case scenario is possible or maybe even plausible. And, And that's what you were talking about, the dualism of fear. Fear is worst case scenario and then everything else. And mm-hmm. everything else takes a bad seat, and you just super focused on worst case <laughs> worst scenario. case scenario yeah. and then and then something actually happens, and it's not the scenario, worst case scenario you had in your head, but you still have to learn to live with things still being shitty. Mm. I think that's that's one of the weird takeaways from the therapy I'm in right now is a lot of this is simply exposure therapy where learn to be okay with feeling like shit like it doesn't make me feel better i just learn how to cope with feeling shitty baseline acceptance yes Mm. and that was also not on the sales brochure
1: Mm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah like we will teach we will give you so much shit that you'll start to be okay with being in the shit there you go. That's uh, the
5: solution. Yay, therapy. <laughs>
3: so
6: Yeah. Yep. We're better and everything's worse. Yep. Yep. So for season three, we're gonna change our name from Punk Theology to Punk Therapy. Punk therapy. <laughs> That's <like laughs> <a> good <laughs> man. <name. laughs> <Keep, laughs> you get to keep the acronym. Therapy. I don't know.
3: Punk PT. therapy. Okay. PT. this episode. <laughs> this the episode. name of the podcast is Punk Therapy. There you go. Not punk theology. It's that. actually a really good name when we probably change the podcast name but that takes a lot of fucking work yeah. and Russ is the only one that could do it and he doesn't fucking want to and I don't blame <laughs> him yeah, so it's too much work. congratulations it's, it's been Christmas it? Cross It Hail Mary yeah. Peace out No more theology <laughs> <Punker>. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Punk Theology It's a little late for tears, isn't it, Barbara? Even though you didn't know it was going to happen today, you've still had your whole life to prepare for it. Of course, you've gotten into the habit of not being prepared. And now it's a little late, isn't it? You're a creature of habit, Barbara, we all are. Unfortunately, not all of your habits are good ones. This was how your day started. Started wrong. SHUT UP! Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Wanna make a punk robot joyful, jovial, jolly, gleeful? Hit that subscribe button. Like, as if the PT podcast was your lift driver. Would you please leave PT that coveted five-star review? Thanks. You fucking rock. You can email the punks at punktheologypod at gmail.com yeah they would love to read yours on the show follow punk theology on twitter at punk theology pod and don't forget to join the facebook group punk theology pub the punk theology podcast is the sole property of digital llc who is responsible for its content don't check it out and when you
1: and I will help you. I won't you away.
0: From the Punk Theology playlist on Spotify, you're listening to a bumper by Frank Turner, frank turner.com.
1: I might too